Hello and welcome to Ace Talk. Uh, my name is Mats and we are very fortunate to welcome Mr. Geir Glemi from Acre Solutions today. Geir, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for being here, for inviting me. Yeah, busy these days? Oh yeah, I'm really busy. <laughs> so, you know, this is uh, was a prioritization for me to to spend time on this, but I think it's important. That's, oh, that's why I'm coming. That's good. We appreciate that. So, Geir is um, SVP, Senior Vice President, New Build Projects, meaning he is... Acker Solutions responsible for all, all projects in uh, the Fixed Facility Alliance and in brackets, platforms and jackets. Is that about it? Yeah, it looks like you don't fully understand what that is. Uh, so you, can, you can please explain. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, uh, BP, Arc Solutions uh, and two other companies, Siemens and ABB. We are part of the so-called Fixed Facility Alliance and we've cooperated for many years now and uh, What's special now is that we have uh, recently together developed uh, or say won a huge portfolio of projects. Uh, so we're going to, over the next uh, five years, develop uh, two big oil and gas fields together, uh, consisting of a number of platforms and so-called jackets. Jackets mm -hmm. are the stuff that the platforms stand on. True, true. Yeah. I know that part. Okay. Uh, so, so this covers the, the Yggdrasil and the Valhall fields, is that right? Exactly. Uh, Let's start with this. The development entered maybe a new phase before Christmas, um, a new phase in its life cycle, I would say. Uh, could you explain a little bit what uh, what changes uh, happened before Christmas, or what this entails? Yeah. So when we develop these oil and gas fields, it goes many years from the we have found the sort of oil and gas until we actually go into production. Uh, and we've been working on developing these fields for many years already. But what happened now right before Christmas was that uh, the investment decisions were made for final development in a way. So up to now, it's been pre-studied uh, studies, uh, testing out different alternatives, uh, seeing if uh, the, the finances is in order. And then the, finally, it all came together right before Christmas. And we're now in execution mode, which means that we now have started the projects and we're going to now start uh, building these stuff uh, over the next four years. And... So the summer of 2026, uh, these different platforms are being shipped away from our big yards and out into the North Sea. And then the production will start the year after. So now now the real work begins, I guess. Yeah, now we're beyond the pre-studies and early phase work. So you could say you go from sales to execution in a sh you know, in short. Yeah. I know we at Ace, we play a, a role in this in this endeavor, um, but it's a thing that we're all proud of here at Akir and our 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 partners as well. Um, how do you see this changing, how these types of projects are being done in the future? Like, how does this set the bar? Yeah, so these projects are probably the last big oil and gas projects on the continental shelf. There will be, you know, continued need for oil and gas for many, many years. And I think we've all learned over the last year, seeing the electricity prices, that we need to have a, a you know, a plan for shifting over to renewables. So we all recognize that and we cannot do that shift too early. Uh, however, I do think these uh, two big uh, developments may be the last ones of these, this size. So we need to make sure we use these projects to transform the way we work in many ways. You know, so after 2026, 27, we're going to have a lot more of uh, wind developments, uh, carbon capture developments, uh, obviously a lot more, a lot uh, tieback projects for uh, smaller, smaller oil and gas developments. 
And for all of these projects, it's going to be uh, necessary to do this at lower cost. It's going to be necessary. It's not going to be the same kind of margins that we have in the oil and gas sector. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to change the way we work through these projects? And one of the most important factors in doing that is digitalization. We need to work smarter. And uh, the biggest tool we have in the box is digitalization. So therefore we have as part of this portfolio defined a, a continuation of an already uh, a digitalization program we're running together, which we now call NDG2. You know, that's the prolongation of NDG1, which we've talked about before, which uh, in short really is uh, developing together a number of tools to make us more efficient. Um, helping us standardize solutions, helping us automate uh, work so that we can win these projects in the future. It's in the short. When you mentioned that uh, point about uh, greener energy or other forms of, uh, of energy production, how do you see um, the gains we get from these types of projects on the learnings we get and the, the sort of savings being translated into other areas of the energy industry? Yeah, I think... Uh, you know, if you compare a uh, offshore wind project, which I think everybody sees as a green project, um, it's still offshore. It still stands on jackets, many of them, you know, uh, or floaters. So it's a lot of about understanding the sea and understanding mechanical, technical forces, which we're really good at. So part of our, our skill set here in Arca Solutions, at least, is that we understand everything that has to do with engineering and the ocean. And um, and that combination is really unique. So as an example now through this project portfolio to, you know, to follow on the examples of jackets. So thinking of a jacket offshore with a windmill on it, uh, we need to, you know, for these platforms we're developing now, we have four big jackets. But if you think of a windmill field where there will be 50 jackets, very many more, we have to may start making jackets using a lot less time, much more efficiently. So in doing that, we have to standardize and make sure that the whole work process goes a lot faster and cheaper. So, so, you know, so that's an example of how we use these projects to then try to transform into this new shift. And then as long as you're going to start standardize, automate, work more efficiently, you need good, good digital tools. That's the whole connection. Digitalization in the in the oil and gas industry has been a topic for many years, uh, and it's a traditional industry with a lot of sort of traditional ways of working. Um, how do you find it uh, simple to introduce these types of solution, and how do you guys think around that part? It's not so simple, right? I mean, if you look at the average age in our company, it's unfortunately a little bit high, uh, right? And everybody's delivered projects before, and they like doing it the way they have done it. And by the way, the clients want it done also much in the same way as it has been. I don't want to risk anything. You want to get online on time. You want no HSE incidents. And that's really what the topic is about, which is a bit of a challenge, right? Because there's been a lot of money in this sector. It hasn't really had any needs to become a lot more efficient. But now we're seeing this shift, you know, unless we become significantly more efficient, we will be out of work by the end of this decade. So we we really have a totally different driver to become efficient. Mm. I think we've seen some of that in the oil and gas sectors where we have a, in where the competition has been high, you know, like in the subsea domain where we really have standardized our equipment, and the way we've standardized equipment is through forcing ourselves to use to rework reuse work that has been done before through, for instance, digital tools. 
right? Because once you can reuse something you've done before, you can automate it and you can cut out different uh, parts in the work process. So, so what we've done now in the subsea domain, we need also do it, to do in the top, sea, the top side domain. And then, you know, uh, so there's a totally different drive now to, to do this, but it's not easy. You know, uh, uh, I think everyone is uh, struggling a bit with what we really mean when we talk about digitalization. Uh, and what I ex have experienced with the work we've done together is that through this NDigi program, we've made it specific. We made very concrete use cases and made it clear for the engineers that if you start doing it in this new way, these are the steps that you don't have to do anymore. You know, we have to translate it into specific use cases. Is that a big part of this uh, potential success, uh, the collaboration we have internally here at Acker? Yeah, I think it's totally necessary. I think, uh, you know, neither ACE, Cognite or Arc Solutions or ArcBP, which are the four partners in the NDG collaboration, we wouldn't be able to do this uh, alone. All parties are dependent on each other. Uh, as a software company, you need some subject matter experts that actually has a problem to solve. So the tools that you guys are developing uh, actually solves our problems or solves ArcBP's more operational problems. And of course, the better those tools are, the, the more clients you can sell them to. You wouldn't been able to develop these without such a collaboration. Could you maybe elaborate a little bit on that and what sort of tools uh, Ace and Cognite are, are helping you guys with? For We have a lot of international workers and developers here that might not even really see the endpoint of the things they're, they're making. Yeah. So uh, for us, Ace is a uh, sort of end user tool. It's end-user applications used by our engineers to improve their work processes. Um, examples being when we buy stuff from our sub-suppliers, sub we typically, you know, Arca Solutions is a, like a, a total vendor, delivers a finished platform, a finished solution to the client, uh, and does that by putting together very many parts, which we buy from very many subcontractors. And our subcontractors buy stuff from their subcontractors. So a lot of this is handling information specifications, communication between all the parties. And traditionally, we have done this uh, by mail and Excel and all those tools. Which, uh, and we've had to punch in new data for every new part you come in the chain, or every new phase in the project, you punch data in again. So simply by reusing data through tools that you guys help us making, you know, establishing portals like information exchange so that we can easily log on, see the same data, uh, exchange information through, you know, more file sharing than just mailing back and forth uh, makes our work more efficient. Uh, or other parts where you guys are helping us uh, improve the, the quality of the engineering that we do so that the guys at the yard uh, are able to do their job, you know, and specific examples, you've helped us make uh, tools that check the engineering to see if the constructability is possible. Uh, it could be that the angle between two beams are too little so that the welder doesn't fit in between, you know, practical stuff that the engineer sitting in the office may not see, but the, your tools help us run a lot of automated checks to see, okay, we have, what are all these issues that makes that will, will end up in constructability clashes? And uh, historically, what we have done is that we do engineering and then we send it over to the yards to, to make the stuff. Uh, then they have to re-look at a lot of the engineering to find out these issues and they don't capture all. 
So when it comes out to the to the welder, all of a sudden the welder cannot do his job because he, he doesn't fit in between those two beams. Then it has to go all the way back to engineering again. So, so stopping these kind of quality issues right at the start uh, is significant. Oh, well, that's good to hear that we have some use cases and more are, are coming. Uh, if you're looking towards the future then, um, how do you see this industry working in say five, 10 years? Will we have come a long way in your, in your experience and opinion? Yeah, well, I think what, you know, this industry, I think we're going to, first of all, I think we should think of it as an energy industry, right? Because we will be working with renewable projects alongside oil and gas projects. So, so typically I think the industry will be more of an energy industry. I think we'll be working more, making many of the same kind instead of few big, unique, uh, you know, items, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I, I refer to subsea being a sort of maybe illustrating a bit what it will be like to a certain degree. Um, I think uh, as another example, uh, we, you know, I, I used the example about jackets for windmills, right? If you have a big field of windmills and you have to make 50 jackets, you have to really make them lean and cheap. So in order to prepare something like that, we are now developing a fully automated manufacturing line at Verdal, one of our yards, which then... Um, takes all the drawings and then directly into the welding machines, automates everything. Uh, you know, that's an example of, um, uh, of where we use digitalization and automation to improve the work process. Now, that means that we have to make sure that the engineering is precise enough and that it has all the input requirements for these welding machines. Historically, we haven't done that, right? We've made the engineering and then there's been somebody programming these welding machines. Now we have to make sure that we capture all that, all that information in the start. And so that's an example of another work process where you guys can help us to put in checks, put in sort of a new, uh, new ways of working a bit upstream of where it's happening. Yeah. Hmm. I guess in some ways we're, we're planting those seeds of a tree that uh, someone else will see the fruits of uh, in the future. Christmas tree, maybe. Um, yeah. Still. Yeah. I think that's a good uh, place to end it. Uh, I want to thank Geir Glemi uh, for coming in. Uh, it was uh, really good talking to you. Uh, thanks, Tom, for producing, as always. Uh, it's been Ace Talk, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for having me. <laughs>